Hey, welcome to episode five of Exit the Stage Door. I am your host, Aaron Teachman. Thank you for joining us again. This week, I have a confession. I cheated just a little bit. Uh, I know that this podcast is nominally focused at people who are theater makers in the D.C. and Baltimore area, but I had a chance to head up into uh, southern New York County, where my good friend, Will Jenkins, at Buddy Will J, is the... uh, theater director of the Susquehannock High School Theater Program in the Southern School District of York County in the wonderful city of, well, city, township, borough, uh, locality of Glenrock. Is it in Glenrock? I don't know. Anyway, the point is, I was up at the high school helping them out with some technical problems, and that meant that Will and I could sit down and talk about life, his career, uh, how he got to where he is, and... Um, how you how careers meander into the meaningful reality and it's I, I think it's a story that that is really common for people like you and I people who are in theater people who love theater that it, it, sometimes you don't you don't know and you just find your way there and his story is uh, I think really really common and really important and he and he's he's fantastic creative engaged uh, dedicated wonderful theater maker with a great family and I'm really proud to know him and I know that that sounds all uh anyway because we're friends and uh there's a good reason that we're friends um well there yeah there's a good reason that we're friends he's a great person I'm really glad that I can bring him to to you guys and you can get to know him a little bit he teaches at the actually he teaches in baltimore so we're not i'm not totally stretching the truth but anyway uh guys it was a fun time i can't wait to bring you uh part two that well, not part two of this interview we're going to do this interview again this was for 39 steps which is what his high school is doing but he's going to do a really big show in the spring we're going to do another podcast after that uh it's <laughs> it's going to be crazy I'll let you listen to the podcast for that one. I'm not going to give that one away. It's a big reveal. Uh, No spoilers here. And uh, yeah, episode five, Will Jenkins. Enjoy. Yeah, you got to learn from other people's mistakes after they make them. You are the technical genius of (laughs) everything. Uh, I try occasionally. It succeeds. Uh, Yeah. And you're recording right now. Oh, right? Of course, that's of course you are. Just like we gotta, just like your hero. Got, exactly, <clears throat> gotta ease it in, make everybody feel comfortable. Fair I, enough. I think we have a rapport together. I believe so. <laughs> I think uh, how how many years has it been? Nineteen ninety-seven. I, I, I want to say it was ninety-seven because it was that summer. Right. Yeah. Of uh, once upon a mattress. Once upon a mattress when. Uh, <laughs> Good sir, Aaron Teachman sat in a corner, and we had to cajole him to come out. Yeah, that, and join the that. rest of the <laughs> society. Oh man, that was. I haven't seen. What was her name? Kelly Jane Rubb? Was it Kelly Jane? For as far as like, she, she was one of the instigators dragging me out of the corner. She probably, was one of kids yeah. Friends. She yeah. was. She would have been in the shows right about that time. She had one of the most amazing internal clocks I have, <laughs> like ever. Like she knew like exactly what time what it was. What time it was. She'd never had a watch and Yeah, we're good. Okay. I see I see the waveform. <laughs> okay, so, great. So great. it's all good. Although this could probably be a little closer to you. I could. I can yeah, yeah. move it in. I can get closer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Uh <laughs> uh but yeah, like never had a watch and just within three minutes we would of course we were bored all the time when we were waiting because whatever <laughs> I was a knight and I was wearing I don't think it was spandex exactly but it, it was, was like some kind of stretchy, stretchy. lycra gray pants wasn't it like, yeah because I know we I'm pretty sure we used them again <laughs> that's what you gotta do well I was wearing tights so well, you you, you, you for out. sure wearing tights I yes. was for sure wearing tights yes and I for sure nearly killed myself during that show so <laughs> so it's I remember uh Chris Ransom every night when he, when he was finally done just like singing to himself free ballin mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was finally able to free himself from the I also, yes i also remember his the final night of the show and he decided he was going to mess with everybody entirely and so he had like many many pranks played oh, yeah. on everyone um I, I know during one point in the show i had to like read a scroll and the scroll was like you know telling all about you know winifred the woe be gone blah 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 <laughs> where she came from and he had gone into the scroll and pasted up like pictures of girls in bikinis and all kinds of other stuff and i'm just like 
I open it up and there's just like a moment of silence because I had to like just <laughs> try to get past the fact that he did this. <laughs> I also remember too, like you know, there was like the bit where like she had to like eat cake like on oh, stage yeah. and they put like frosting all over the cake or whipped cream and it like, got everywhere and people were like tripping and falling the rest of the night because it got all over the floor which was pa- painted with, I think, an oil-based paint that year. So it just made it oh, yeah, doubly right. slippery. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because everyone tried to slip on that stage. Yeah, and it su- succeeded. And you slipped on that stage, but that wasn't because of the cake. No, that was because, because I was trying to be manly. <laughs> um, so, like, and obviously in Storestown Summer Theater, we just had, like, you know, there's not a lot of places you can make an entrance from. So I was entering from the back of the house, which is no more than what? 40 feet yeah, or not more. more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was right after, like, you know, Winifred shows up and they said she swam the moat. She spits water out of her mouth. And I come in bounding in. I'm going to, like, you know, introduce her and do this whole, this whole thing as Sir Harry. And I'm, like, being really cool. And I'm gonna, it's like, hey, you know, I'm just going to jump up. I'm just going to land on the stage. And I'm, like, running towards it. And I jump up to get up on the stage. And I realize that she spit that water out on the floor. And I... There was no course correction once you're in midair. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to hit that water. And I hit the water and I slid like the, the length of the stage up to like, there were, there were two levels. So I hit the level <laughs> and like that, it just kind of like wiped me out for like a couple seconds until I could like catch, <laughs> catch my breath and figure out like what was going on. And we kind of stumbled around, you know, trying to get back to where yeah, we were at. It was, hard. It, was <laughs> it was hard because like all the knights immediately turned, turned around, around and started laughing. <laughs> Like turn their backs to the audience and just start laughing, and it was it was the most horrid thing ever. <laughs> but then like we're like okay, well we did this, so what what can we do to sort of, you know, play it off? So like the rest of the night I'd show up like when different, like I'd have my head wrapped up or oh, it was great. Oh that that was brilliant. I, the the audience got such a laugh and Lady Larkin played it up by like tapping. Oh yeah, in the she head. would like hit me in the head. <laughs> That, well, that was, was good times. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I was back in my performing days. I miss it so much. <laughs> well, uh, we should probably introduce you at this point. Oh sure, go ahead. So I am talking to Will Jenkins, a very good friend. This is as close as I'm going to get in the early days of this to a hostful podcast. Oh. Um, because uh, yeah, we've known each other since '97 in that production, and you are—we uh, are an actor, a singer. Um, you transitioned to directing pretty quickly after that. I remember you co-directing Joseph. It was 2000 when I when they tried me out with the the assistant director. That's right. Um, That's right. Which I believe was pretty much my tryout for directing. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little bit before that, I'd started working on like the drama team at. That's right. The, That's right. The yeah. There, yeah. So that and that is one of the like. I feel like we developed a core group of extremely creative people and enabled slash cursed them. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, really, really, that's true. I think, I don't know if we created it, but we certainly were lucky in that we had like a group of guys who were just like really into like everything. They were into you know theater, they were into movies, they were into writing, and they were really good writers. Like, you know, I might have given them a lot of crap at times for things that might not. <laughs> and I, I apologize now if you're listening, guys. I um, do believe Chris Maxwell is a listener. Great, great. So... <laughs> Brendan is more I don't the one know I gave a lot Brendan. of crap I don't know to, if Brendan listens. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Brendan a lot of crap, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, That's turned out pretty well for him overall. I, I think over time it's turned out well for him now that he's like writing in L.A. And that's an yeah. awesome thing for him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we really like that drama team sort of brought together these really like I, I, I'd say it's like a magic moment. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that we had like these four years or so with these guys who were great writers. They could write skits. Um, you know, we because of them we sort of like built up an entire like just you know once a year comedy skit thing uh, oh, which is awesome <laughs> which was awesome because like these guys were like would come up with great ideas and like they'd meet at my house and like they're just bouncing like the craziest ideas off the walls um i don't know if any of these actually hold up over time but <laughs> at the time they did some really great work i don't know I, amish telemarketer the amish telemarketer was really good, so I, good. my god <laughs> And Piano Man, the two of the simplest concepts that... that it, well, yeah, it was like that, that concept where Kevin Riley could play one thing on the piano, which was Inagata Davida. <laughs> so we made an entire 
an entire skit around the fact that he could only play Inagata DeVita, and he would but take, would take yeah, requests. requests yeah. <laughs> so, like, this piano guy is like, you got any requests? And, like, people would yell it out from the audience, and he'd be like, just start playing Inagata DeVita. <laughs> and, like, I think we, we did it, like, maybe three times, like, <laughs> three over times. three yeah. years. It's it like, was... nah, we're just gonna, we're gonna beat that into the ground. Uh, he did, uh, and he's, he's getting into the business, you know that, Is right? he? Yeah, so he, um, oh, <clears throat> I always forget, I, he, he's in L.A., getting a degree in producing. Okay. As I recall. I'm or somebody should correct me if that's incorrect. I think he's at like UC Irvine or UCLA or something like that. But like he's getting back into the business side of movies and uh like he wandered away from that as he served his country. Um right. uh not a lot of opportunity for that <laughs> when you're uh, an intelligence analyst. Uh, uh, but uh now that he's done huh, so served his time uh, he's that's he's I mean, coming back to it if it is like producing i there's not a sharper mind i think like yeah. you know definitely somebody who can work his work his way around all the twists and turns yeah um and then you know give them just as much as they <laughs> give yeah, him exactly. yeah that's for sure yeah his charisma sold that that uh that bit and i think that'll serve him well in the right right yeah that's career, a, yeah. a lot of things like sort of dealt with like his charisma like anything that he was like a a big part of but then you, know, you always had your like I know we had a lot of struggles. Like it was like we'd sit down to write these comedy skits, and be like you've got to write something for the girls, and the <laughs> and they just they couldn't write for girls at the time. They, they so just couldn't. They, <laughs> but you know what do you I mean, what are you gonna do? Teenage guys, they they don't know how to write comedy for girls. Right, so, that's, that's for sure. I'm true. sure now that it's all changed, and they can write some wonderful comedy bits for girls. But. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe my pushing them to do things like that. I like to think that was part of it. I mean, I, I have, we've always been older. Like, we're basically the same age. You're a little bit older than I'm I am. I'm a couple years older than you, yeah. But uh, I always had a different perspective. Like, they were in the middle of growing up, but I was coming back to it. Like, mm-hmm. it was my – I was eventually going on to a third school for a third different thing, <laughs> and I could see what you were doing, but they had trouble. <laughs> right, yeah. It. I mean, and I, too, was young enough at the time that I mm. – if you, if I look back on it now, I had no idea what I was doing, um, because you you do that and you're like, oh man, I was, I could be a jerk at times, and I realize that, and <laughs> the microphone is slipping, it is slipping. It's going away from me. Crank that down. Yeah. Okay. All fixed. We good now? I hope yeah, so. Awesome. I just keep it. I was like, I put that at his. No, no, it's definitely. <laughs> it is. It has been slowly drooping. I was just like, this is crazy. These are. These are. This is the maiden voyage release. So. Ma- okay. So, so just working out the kicks. Fair enough. I'll put my knee under it, and if it's too low, <laughs> it can just like rest on my knee. I'm getting a good waveform, so we should be fine. Awesome. Yeah. So where, what was I talking about? I was talking about being a jerk, right? Uh, yeah. Well, hey. You hey. Know. Well, you know, when you're in your early twenties, I mean, that's that's the way it is, that's, and yeah. maybe if you're. Not used to working in these things, doing working with people <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, you know, I'll, I guarantee I made quite a few missteps, and I'm amazed mm-hmm. that you know these guys, you know, still talk to me sometimes, or even have me as friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I mean, I think we did some good stuff, and I think like yeah. really, I don't know. I hope they were like because of it so sort of like I, I hope there's a little bit of like what we we worked on together is sort of like what helped them to decide they're gonna you know go out and work in hollywood or new york or wherever everybody is right now yeah i i i think so i i really that's uh <clears throat> i don't come back as often as i used to just because so because i will i should well Let's clarify for the people who oh, don't yes, know so what we're talking too. about. Like, uh, I, Will and I uh, volunteered with and were performers in um, Stewartstown Summer Theater, with, which is a, a community youth theater uh, that's sponsored by a local church um, that's been running since 1980, I think, was when Dave McDowell started it. Uh, math is seems about right. That seems right, yeah. <laughs> seems about right. He's uh, the impresario, uh, the motive force behind having an ecumenical. It used to be something like Stewartstown Ecumenical. Ecumenical Youth Ministries, I believe, at some point it was. They were all religious-based musicals, and then it turns out there's not a deep well of those things. No, there's not, but they went on for a really long time. Yeah. Choosing some. I mean, there were some that were, well, Joseph is a Godspell. Right. That's that's within reach, yeah. But they were doing, like, Cotton Patch Gospel and... 
uh, yeah, Narnia. Narnia, yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. For for and that Narnia was even fourteen years after the. That was in ninety four. Narnia would have been yes, the year before I started. Yeah, I, the year I started in ninety five yeah. with Joseph. When I got to play Joseph, woohoo! Which is pretty good for a pudgy dude in his <laughs> late teens. There's some real photographic evidence. There is some real well. photographic evidence. Uh, you know, I was like, I wasn't so buff, so they had to like <laughs> build into my costume ways to cover up the fact that I wasn't really buff because Joseph spends most of his time in a loincloth. Um, yeah, and, which is a, a it doesn't choice. embarrass me because I'm certainly heavier now than I was then. So I can look back and say, hey, at some point I did weigh 180. <laughs> We're good with that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that, I mean, I, that, it, it's, it's one of the great things. Is when people talk about what's great about community theater, um, I always think about Stewartstown Summer Theater. And it was great to read <clears throat> Tina Fey's Bossy Pants, uh-huh. where she describes a church camp that was exactly the same way, <laughs> where you're filled with super creative people who aren't necessarily churchy, uh-huh. um, but who are being given an opportunity and the situation is right and the people are right and it just creativity abounds and people make lifelong connections with each other it's it sounds dopey but it, <laughs> it's great it's what's it was it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me yeah, i mean I, and i'd say there's a lot of people who like you know summer theater is like you know huge in their lives you know mm. that gave them so like not just something to do over the summer but you know yeah there were like some people who decided that's you know where their life's calling is going to be maybe at summer theater stage um Maybe at there's you know high school too, but mm-hmm. who knows? Um, but certainly, like that's been my home for since 1995. Yeah, it's like when I really started to get a passion for theater um, because I'd been cajoled into doing theater before then in right. high school <laughs> by Mrs. Travis. By Mrs. Travis, she <laughs> Mrs. Travis. Then this is my my favorite story to tell of all times, like how I got into theater, which is my English teacher in 11th grade, Mrs. Travis realized that I was the nephew of one of of somebody she had 10 years ago that had leads in all the musicals and I don't know how she found this out maybe I opened my mouth I'm maybe I'm (laughs) stupid um but then she's like oh you're his nephew so there must be talent in the family and I'm like I I don't know I don't I'm not a theater person and she's like well here's your option you can try out for the musical or I'll fail you she gave this ultimatum to a lot of people. I, I guess maybe she did, but I wasn't going to try her because... No way, no way, because, no way. No, because Mrs. Travis may actually fail you. I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and I no, said, yeah. okay, sure, I'll, I'll try out. And uh, so I went and tried out for Fiddler on the Roof, and I got the part of Model the Tailor. <laughs> a star was hatched or something. I'm not uh. sure. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, but I mean, even then, it's like... In the three, the two years I did, you know, shows in high school, I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, I, I enjoy this. I'm not super good at it mm. <laughs> because I was like the guy who would forget a line like right in the middle of something and just like totally go up, like just sit, sit there and stare at somebody until they helped me out. Mm. I know in Fiddler the first year, um, like the way our system worked is like it was like one synthesizer that played all oh, the parts. Right. Yeah, oh, so there was one synthesizer that played all the parts of the orchestra. And it was all gone through like the amplifiers and stuff backstage. And I was doing, you know, wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles. And like this, the amp backstage like goes out, like really, like, like I can't hear the music's gone off. Like, you know, it's gone off. I don't know where I'm at in the music. And I'm like, just starting to panic. <laughs> and like, there's people like backstage, I hear them like banging on the amp, trying oh, to keep no. like the beat. <laughs> and then I like, look at the girl who's playing Zydel and she starts mouthing the words to me. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Somebody knows where we're at in the music. <laughs> and I like, just, I picked up on it like that. But I was like, oh, I was like tearing myself apart backstage. And Miss Travis comes back. She's like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's like, you know, <laughs> things happen. It's live theater. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> Like no one, and you know, nobody really sort of got on me about that. So that was a, a good experience to sort of fail, but uh, yeah, yeah, yet yeah. you still come out of it in one piece. Yeah. And so you know, I did did high school theater, and then uh, the year of my high school graduation, I was kind of like I had like a job that was in the afternoons, and my mom was like. Listen, you're not going to sit around the house all summer <laughs> and do nothing. 
Um, she's like, here's an, there's an ad in the paper for this, you know, summer theater in Storestown. And I was like, well, I've never heard of that before, which is really weird because it had been around since the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> so 1995, I was like, oh, what? I don't know anything about this Joseph show, but I'll go and try out. And I was like, showed up like really late for the last audition session because I knew nothing about it. And like I get there and there's some people I know from high school. So that was really cool. Yeah. And so, like, I was the last person to audition, and then <laughs> I got to be Joseph, and then the star was certainly born, yeah. at least in my mind, <laughs> in my ego. Uh, <laughs> and again, I probably wasn't great. <laughs> I probably can't sit down and watch myself do that. Oh, oh man. Mostly because, like, 1995, I had a bit of a mullet going on, because I was like, <laughs> I was going to grow my hair long, like Donny Osmond did, or but was like, I didn't realize that was a wig. It's like, oh, I could have got a wig. <laughs> Should have asked for one. But I mean, it was a great experience. And, you know, I came back for two more years after that. Mm-hmm. And this is before, like, now they have an age cut off at 19. Yeah. So I was 20 and still doing it. And I was like, well, let's not be the creepy guy. We should get out while the getting's good. Mm-hmm. So I did Wizard of Oz and then mm-hmm. Once Upon a Mattress, where I met our illustrious host of <laughs> the podcast. And Ugh. somehow got him to leave his corner and his book that he was reading. I don't even remember what I was reading at that time. Probably Les Mis, actually. It was probably something long It was big, and yeah. Boring. Definitely. and Duct taped as well, I'm sure. I'm sure. It was like, oh, this guy, he <laughs> looks like he, he looks like he needs a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was, I had, I moved to the area in 95 and have never done anything on stage ever. Mm-hmm. With except, like, I was in band or whatever, but you get to be a trombone, you hide behind the trombone and you hide behind the <laughs> flutes and you hide behind the saxophones who are all in front of you. Um, which is great. So, and no one actually can tell what the third trombone is playing. So that's not the same situation. And somebody, it was definitely Mrs. Travis, <coughs> uh, tricked me into being on stage for My Fair Lady. That woman is tricky. She, yeah. she is. She. Uh, I mean, I give her all the credit in the world for what I'm doing today. But she, yeah, she tried. She. She's a trickster. It was hilarious too because she—I mean, she needed people, so she was always she's always digging around trying to find new blood for stuff. Uh, but she could also be pretty ruthless <laughs> because I wanted to be in psychodrama, which was this thing like that, to help with counseling that we would go around right. to places and we would do these often terrible situations involving like abuse and right. So like stuff like, like yeah, alcohol and yeah, drugs yeah. and be like. These plays where, like, you know, the father beats the son, and yeah. the son goes out and smokes like a mountain of doobies, yeah. <laughs> yes. and then like ends up in jail, and then like what at the end, like they would all bring out all the characters, and they would like in character talk to the audience, yes. like people in the audience would talk to them. I remember doing a couple of those. I was like, yeah, I, I think maybe once I was the abusive father. I'm not sure. I'm not very abusive, so yeah. Well, that was why. my problem. <laughs> You're not very abusive. I was the doctor most of the time. Or whatever, like the oh, least the doctor, threatening yeah. person possible, the counselor that somebody has to go to. Because one time in rehearsal, I actually, I actually shoved somebody in character, and it so freaked me out that I immediately broke. And she was, was like, "Nope, can't have. Nope, we're done." And I never got another shot. <laughs> so your again. your days of method acting are over. Sir. Way over. I, I remember the one time, like one time. I don't even remember which show it was, but like we went to the jail. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh Lord, this is really too much for a teenager." It was so intense, and we had no preparation for that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good idea, and she, it's a good idea. I mean, it was a great. It was a great idea, and she got like a lot of accolades for it, yeah. and that's rightfully so because like for the kids who could hold character, and there were some who so were really intense. Like there were some guys that you want to like. Like I remember the one guy. Like he was playing the abusive father and he punched a cinder block wall, like on stage. And he, he came off the stage. He's like, Hey, look at my knuckles. And they're just like (laughs) bleeding all over the place. And I was like, that's a little much. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to go back over here and pretend to smoke, you know, rolled up paper joints with my friends. So, um, I'll talk to you after the show's over and you've become a normal person. (laughs) So that's, that's maybe why I'm a little iffy about method acting every once in a while. But I mean. It is what it is. Yeah, some people, some people, some people, some people just really know how to get into it. Myself, I was like, eh, maybe a little bit, but still, I'm still in there. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that I can, you know, go the whole way. I don't know. I've never really tried too hard so, since the high school days. Right. 
But then you have directing, so. Then I have directing, yes, indeed. That's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious, too, because, like, I, I mean, I don't think I know exactly. Not There's not a lot of succession planning happening at Stewartstown Summer Theater, exactly. <laughs> how, like, how they plan on who the next guy's going to yeah. be. Um, and you know what? I, I've been doing it for, what, 15 years now? Yeah. So. I don't know if the, what the what the secession would be. <laughs> I do know that, like in my case, like I'd been doing drama team. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave McDowell set me up with that. Like mm-hmm. they just created it because I was, I think, again, like my mother said, I'm shiftless and laying about. <laughs> Let's give this guy something to do. He's been doing everything else. Like I know you and I took photographs one year, yeah. sat there and kind of did the usher stuff. Oh, we heckled. We always yes. So <laughs> we'll come back to that because <laughs> <laughs> that was a good year. It was awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, and again, kind of gave us okay. We say what we're going to do like once a month. We're going to do a drama, mm-hmm. in you know the thing, or yeah, during the service. Um, so can you write it? Can you get a group together to do it? And it's like, oh yeah, hey, I can do that. That's cool. This is, this is where I'm I'm leaning. Um, so we did that, and then Dave was like, hey, you know, do you want to assist and direct? You know, Joseph this year, you know, along with uh, Todd Muller, who was a friend, um, and he's like, you know. We get done, done Joseph, and come to that next year. And Dave's like, "Well, Todd's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. Do you want, do you want the reins?" And I'm like, "This is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like for somebody who's done all of <laughs> six shows." Um, but I mean, there's been like, I mean, I've had a lot of directors that I can sort of, a- I sort of ape their style for a while. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had Jane Travis to sort of, yeah, kind of yeah. go off of. I had, um, you know, Dan Deal, who was the director yeah, before right. yeah. Todd. Um, and Dan, I certainly did learn a lot from Dan. Oh yeah. Whether or not you know he had a lot of <laughs> outbursts or fits or whatever else. Oh, he was such a director. <laughs> he was, and he. I mean, that's you know, he's still such a director. I think he's he has has been doing some shows at Sight and Sound. Oh, has he? Yeah. Has he been? Yeah. Okay. yeah, he's been he's been directing. Like, okay. I think I know for sure Jonah when they did Jonah, he was mm. the director of that. So oh, I know he's really? still oh, okay. fairly involved in Sight yeah. and Sound up there. Oh, he's cool. doing a lot of stuff in Lancaster. This. Mm-hmm. You go to YouTube and type in his name. Oh, you'll find that's cool. Dan Deal all over the place. That's really cool. I do feel like he, <clears throat> his tenure at at Summer Theater really pushed what we could do. Like he pushed pretty hard. <clears throat> I think I, I think a lot of like where where we came from the point of okay, religious only musicals. I think Dan was part of that, where mm-hmm. he's like, what about family musicals? What about things that are like okay for the family, and then. It was after that year, that 1995 Joseph, that we did Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. and that was the first family show that, you know, we, oh, yeah. where everything got changed around. It's like, okay, well, we're not going to do necessarily, I mean, we can do religious shows, but let's do things that are going to be a little more popular and a little more family oriented mm-hmm. and see what we can bring in. Because, you know, for all, all religious shows, <laughs> maybe you're not bringing in the biggest cross section of kids right. you could have from the community. Right, and it's because it's because it's a ministry. Your goal is not just to explicitly the ministry aspect happens in the behind the scenes stuff. Right. So the more kids you get involved, the better. So it's not necessarily bad that you're doing Wizard of Oz just because it's not religious. You can still fulfill your religious function. right, and you can you know you can do you know you have your small groups and mm-hmm. you know, talk about the Bible, and you know what, and it's it's such an awesome thing because you can have this. And you have these kids who have the knowledge, like, okay, well, I'm not going to be a Christian because I'm Jewish or I'm an atheist or whatever, <laughs> but I know I have to be here and we're going to talk about these things. And then that's cool. I mean, to me, that's yeah. like, you know, really reaching out in such a way that it makes you effective. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. not just saying, hey, listen, you know, you believe in Jesus or you go to hell. Right, I mean, that's right, really yeah. never been like a, a thing. Yeah, not, not, I mean, I'm sure there's been people who have said it, but maybe that's just some of the you know, <laughs> gung-ho actors. Um, but, you know, for that's the most, true, place, yeah. most part, you know, like yeah. people, the kids are comfortable being there, even though there is that, you know, if it's not their religion. Right. I mean, yeah. they're still, I mean, and we, we make sure they know. It's like, you know what? We're not trying to, we're right. not trying to turn you. <laughs> like, you know, you can you can still be you know Jewish. You can still be an atheist, but you know, listen to what we got to say. And you know, if that does anything for you, awesome. If it doesn't, we hope you had a great year and yeah. that we took care of you and that you got some some new friends. Yeah. And I think that's so important is like this friendship thing because mm. you and I coming out yeah. of it, and this is like so many years of yeah. friendship out of <laughs> yeah. Just because I felt sorry for that kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People still feel sorry for me, I think. Oh, that's okay. I mean, 
you know what? When people feel sorry for you, they do things for you. That's so true. That's, that's why sometimes I act helpless. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, oh, would you like us to make costumes? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that would have been that. And you, So your first solo one was Music Man. Was that right? Right. So, yeah, yeah 2001, Music Man. Yeah. Um, and that was just that was just me knowing blocking, I think, <laughs> as yeah, far as, yeah. like, your first kind of solo director gig. I really, like, leaned heavily on, you know, Dave McDowell to sort of mm. <laughs> whip everybody into shape. Yeah. <laughs> but since then, I think I've become a little bit more of an actual director and not oh, just yeah. a throwing, you, throwing blocking on stage. We've done some fun stuff. Like, I, done some. I mean, uh, we should probably just, just briefly talk about... Um, so Music Man, that was in 2001. When did you start directing for Susquehanna? I started directing Susquehanna 2005, right before my daughter was born. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> We've got a little bit of a window to do this play. And right. then my kid, she was actually born mere days after we closed up shop for uh, <laughs> The Miracle Worker. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, you know, being at, at Storestown really sort of got me my job at Susquehanna yeah. um, here at the high school, um, which is super awesome. Um, and not, you know, you know, like I say, Storestown's always my home, but I have a bigger stage here at Susquehanna. Yeah, quite literally. Quite literally have a bigger stage. <laughs> I have fly space. I can move the curtains in and out. Um, we can do some stuff. Yeah, it's and you're about to do some stuff, too. And I am about to do some stuff, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, but so you changed careers at that point, too. Like, you were a graphic designer. Right, I was a graphic designer. Days. So when I graduated high school, I went to Bradley Academy for Visual Arts, got my design degree. Spent a year, not even a year, in Annapolis, sort of being a glorified. Uh, Talk about a hell of a commute! Oh my god! Well, I mean, I'm after like the first two months, I moved to Glen Burnie for the week, and yeah. I would come back on the weekends just because I knew nobody down there. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like a glorified secretary. I did a couple things here and there, but uh, I was like, "Oh, you're the new guy. You get to answer the phones." Mm. And I did stupid things when I was answering the phones. So, <laughs> uh, like, you know, it's like. Telemarketers are, are tricky, <laughs> so I ended up like switching like the cable company or not the the phone company by accident. Like, when I was talking uh, to a telemarketer, awesome. I was like, should have just hung up. <laughs> and that was really the impetus of like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go home and maybe I'll work at Walmart for a little while and trying to get my life sorted out. And mm -hmm. so, worked at Walmart for a couple of years. I met my wife there. Mm -hmm. um, went back into design. I worked at the York Newspaper Company, which is the newspaper close to here. Um, for like six months and then because I was the youngest designer I got laid off right. and they had a bunch Almost of layoffs yeah. and then I spent like uh, seven years working for Diamond Comic Distributors which uh, you know distributes all the comic books to all the comic book stores in America and that was like my dream job yeah. was like oh I'm working with comic books I'm doing ads for like toys and this was like just I'm geeking out like <laughs> all the time but like you know, and all good things come to an end. They started having layoffs, and mm -hmm. I was the kind of guy who wasn't working, you know, full-time on a catalog. I wasn't working full-time on a magazine. I was just doing ads. Mm -hmm. So I got, you know, shown the door there. Um, and then I was really like, well, you know what? I've been working in theater so long that I really think that I want to be a teacher. Like, so I was mm -hmm. kind of juggling that. And it's been something I'd been talking about for a while. It's like maybe I could take classes in the evenings and then do that transition. But that, you know, it's one of those things that just never works out when you have a like 45 minute commute. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> and you know, you have a kid on the way starting a young family. So, uh, you know, and I give all, all the props to my wife. Who's like, well, you know what? You're laid off. Go back to school. You want to, you want to teach, try to do it as fast as you can. So, you know, go, go year round. And you know what? She she held everything together for me for like you know three years, and we, that was three years with two kids, yeah. um, and it's you know awesome. Um, and so I just got my teaching degree English because you know yeah. in Pennsylvania you can teach English and theater if you're lucky yes. enough to find a school that has theater. Um, so I get two things that I like. Um, right now I'm teaching in Baltimore City. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. I'm <laughs> teaching for students who uh, who have behavior, not behavioral, but uh, they have emotional issues, mm -hmm. which you know, becomes a behavioral issue sometimes. Right. Um, and it's, it's not terrible. I, like, I work with some really great kids. Mm -hmm. Some kids, you know, are not so wonderful sometimes, right. but you know, I'm, it's not as bad as everyone like around me tends to like think it is right. because right. they just, they want to hear the bad stories. Right. They want to hear the stories of the kid who like broke the uh, windshield wiper <laughs> off my car or, <laughs> but you know, for the most part, these kids are good. You know, they just, 
they're just in a bad place sometimes. So right, yeah. And what didn't your coworker said the very first day on the job? Oh, <laughs> very first day on a job, I walk in and like I'm a new teacher and I'm partnered up with a new teacher, and I walk in there and he's like, "Hey, do you know this is the neighborhood where they film the wire?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, thank you, but uh, <laughs> that's that's great." So yeah, like right across from McCullough Homes, which is where they, yep. they film some parts of the wire. And I was like, "This." Thanks for telling me. Like, this is a great first day of the job. There you go. Have you seen season four yet? I have I've made it a couple episodes into season one. I hear, like, you know, you got to get past. Yeah, it, it does. I, I, I agree. I, although I, I totally understand. I just bailed on The Sopranos myself because I couldn't, because I was like, whatever. But season four is about the education system, so you might be able to oh, okay. just jump into I mean, it. I think it would scare me. I think I'd be it like, I'd watch it and be like, oh, hey, that's right across from my work. And that's <laughs> not, oh, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's it, like, oh, well, hey, there's a kid just running out of the school. <laughs> but I think I think The Wire was filmed before my school took over that uh, that school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're like kind of like in a partnership with the city. Mm, like, gotcha. We do what the city tells us to do, but we're mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. – they come in and that's what they do all over the place. They build schools to help out with, the, you know, kids who just can't handle it in a regular city school. Right, right. Um, and I, I, you know, from what I hear, like our school is really one of the safest like, mm-hmm. in the city because, you know, we, we search them mm-hmm. top down everywhere, um, go through the metal detector. Right. And I hear like a lot of schools are just like behavioral problems are insane. But these guys is like, you know, you get you get three warnings and then you're off yeah. to go chill out for a little while right. in, a, in a separate room somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. that's totally like the opposite of like directing high school theater. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's it, quick aside. Are you, are you listening to Serial? I am listening to Serial. It, it's so fascinating. Because, I mean, like, I would be fascinated by it because those people are really good. Mm-hmm. But living and being from the area and hearing, like, the people in the places that they're talking about is kind of surreal. <laughs> it's it's a kind of like, like oh, hey, I, I, like, that's not too far away from where I work. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I drove through there the other day. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I was going to say, you've been doing a lot of work at, like, Center Stage, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Which is yeah. just down the street from, from where I'm working. Oh, really? I'm on Druid Hill, like, right at right as it, where Druid Hill and MLK meet. Oh. So they're right oh. there at that corner. That's the that's the school. Oh, okay. So and you're just, like, you know, not even, like, what, two miles down Something the road. Something like that, yeah. It's yeah. really close, yeah. I drive <laughs> past it every day on the way to get to 83. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, you should see things there, by the way. See under stage. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really, I think I'm going to try to do that. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, by the way. I'm, it, free plug. They're, they're doing... <laughs> Go ahead. They're doing It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play. Okay. Um, and one of the people they cast in it, his name is uh, Joseph McGranahan. Um, I went to school with him, at, and so did Chris Maxwell and Brendan Gallagher at uh, the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, all these people you've met, it, it just totally all comes awesome. back around, doesn't it? Yeah, but they have, they have, it's like, it's a play within a play. I've been peeking in. I've, I've mm-hmm. been working on the fiber optics for their crazy star drop um, <laughs> on the sixth floor, and it peeks into their fifth floor rehearsal hall. So you can see this crazy Foley table that they have set up to do the, like, the live radio play. So it's okay. like a play within a play. There's, there's the It's a Wonderful Life thing, and then there's the it's the people doing it's a wonderful life thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super intrigued by it. So we've got a fully table here too. Like we're for, 30 oh, for 39 steps. Yeah, yeah. So like we're still not, you know, <laughs> some of it is still done up in the booth, but like, right, right. You know, like music and such, but oh, like, it's the perfect show for that kind of thing. It is. And then we, it gives like, we have these two girls, you know, it gives them, you know, the ability to do something like, cause it is a fairly small cast. I mean, right. most Ideally people, four, most yeah. people do 39 steps with four people. I'm doing it with 16. Yeah, well, but that's, that's part of the – I mean, the fun of it sometimes in the professional productions is that these people are playing crazy amounts of people. And there's mm-hmm. a couple gags that are like, oh, that was a guy and he's playing a girl, ha, ha, ha. But for high school, it's actually kind of great because there's a bunch of stuff to do. There is. I mean uh, – It's a way to get everyone involved. You yeah. can do it with 16 people and everyone shows up at least twice in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they might do two, two different characters. Um, you could do it with 30 people and then you might just have like one scene where you're in and out. Right. So that's kind of why I did 16. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have taken the 30, but I felt like you're going to be doing a lot of sitting around and that's just no good sometimes as far as like yeah, high school theater goes. If you've got a lot of time to sit around and do nothing, that's when people tend to get in trouble. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. So uh, we'll come back to 39 steps, but I just sure. we, should, we should put a bow on that. Career discussion. Oh, the so career we, discussion. We yeah, work so our way back up. My, to that. my re- crazy career. Yeah, like, well, like, I mean, like you, I just decided to do whatever. Yeah, you got to float along until float until along. The so situation. 
so yeah, so became a teacher. Um, and then I've been doing, you know, theater here since 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've, they've kind of gone hand in hand. It's basically like, you know, working with kids in theater has really sort of informed me as far as like, you know what, this is, this is what I want to do. Like, uh, you know, probably back when I started theater at some sort of stores town, I would be like, yeah, I really like working with these kids and they're awesome, but I don't know if I would do it all the time. (laughs) Um, but now, yeah, now I'm definitely like, I'm full bore. I'm working with kids 12 hours a day. I'm sure (laughs) like two hours of rehearsal here like six hours or six or seven hours at the school. So, and then my own children who I've got to do my best to fit in, <laughs> which is not too hard of a job early on in the, uh, you know, play process. Cause I only have to do play rehearsals a couple of times right, a week. Right. But as we're getting here to the last two weeks, it's like, I'll see you. And then you disappear. In yeah. December sometime. There you go. That is, that is theater. I, I don't think there's any way to avoid that. No, so not really. Somebody and I, will figure it out. At least we have a good understanding in my, mm-hmm. My daughter is like sort of theater crazy now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got her she first is the, taste the, the young, role the young stage. diva. She's a, <laughs> and I was always like, she's like, oh man, I don't like those directors who just put their kids in their shows. I said, but I'm going like you. I can't say you don't have the opportunity. So, right, right. But I always had to set it up so that somebody else is auditioning the kids. Yeah. Like, uh huh. Uh-huh. Like Storytown Summer Theater. The last two years, she's been in it. Um, and she's a little young for summer theater, but they needed younger parts. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I don't have a problem with her auditioning. I just need it. So people who aren't me are the ones auditioning her. Right, that yeah. way I can say, well, I'm not one of those directors. Right. I'm not saying I'm not proud. And I'm not saying that, yeah. you know, I work her harder than everyone else in the entire cast. Mm-hmm. Like little eight-year-old, I'm like, you need to be working on your lines. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like how does Amaryllis really feel about... <laughs> Winthrop in the Music Man. Like, can you tell me how, why Amaryllis is doing these things? <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you know, Dad." It's <laughs> that's awesome. That's, it is. That's I, I, like, she's awesome, yeah. like, she's very much a little theater diva, and uh, I think that's like a big thing for her. And she's, uh, yeah. So she's expecting to uh, audition for my next show here. So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, that'll yes, be, yes, that'll be exciting. I don't want to spoil anything about that. Um, but so uh, your first show then was the Miracle Worker. Yeah. Which, they, speaking of directing, like, you directed the crap out of that. Right, well, yeah. You got, I mean, you guys won awards for what, whatever that means. Oh, yeah. I mean, our, our the, actress who, the actress who played um, Helen Keller, she won an award at our local, you know, county theater awards. Um, and this was back when they would take plays into consideration. Like, originally when it first started out in its first iteration, you, you would send in, like, a little clip of mm, the yeah, tape. Right. And I sent the clip in of, like, Helen and... Uh, Andy Sullivan having the fight in the, mm-hmm. in the kitchen, which really like going back, I would do it a little bit more safely because <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know, I, I'm very much a blue collar director, so I don't have a lot of, yeah. you know, education behind me as far as that goes and not knowing that, Hey, letting two girls slap each other senseless on stage is probably not the best of ideas. Mm. I mean, since I've learned a little bit more about stage combat, but back then the girls were like, yeah, we'll slap each other. <laughs> And I was like, um, you know, you're blind. You can't like, you know, <laughs> you can't see anything coming. She's like, yeah, we're good. And she was like, so awesome. Like she would like, she could take a hit. <laughs> I hate to say it, but right. she could hit, she could take a hit without blinking. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like it came out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh, um, and awesome. so, yeah, she, she won an award for like best actress in a, yeah. or yeah, best, like maybe a supporting actress in a play. I don't know. But she won an award that year. And yeah. that was really awesome. Cause that was the first year. And we're like, yeah, you know yeah. what? We're, we're winners. Um, validation there it was some validation Uh, validation mostly because it's like she stuck a butter knife into a plywood floor (laughs) during that fight like a one one rehearsal she's like they're fighting and they're throwing stuff off the tables and she takes the butter knife and throws it and it's supposed to bounce off you know bounce off the floor and be fine and you just hear it go and i walk over there and like this butter knife is just sitting in this you know one inch plywood and i'm like oh my god (laughs) all right yeah maybe that's a little more dangerous than i thought it was (laughs) so there's a um, I work at Arena Stage a bunch now. Mm-hmm. Well, not a bunch. Uh, I've I've had the opportunity to overhire for them a couple times, actually, for Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, Fiddler! Um, a, su- a super crazy set. Well, um, but on the way to the stage where they have, where we were loading it in, um, you pass through sort of their administrative area, like on the way from the lighting office to the stage, and at the, right at the end of this hallway, they have <coughs> photographs, of course, from previous shows. And 
dead center. You cannot miss it. Is this terrifying photograph of that fight in the Miracle Worker, <laughs> some production that they did like a decade ago. It is so scary. Like, Helen is screaming. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's how, the, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, and then that's kind of the, the nature of the beast is that Helen is like this wild animal, like yeah. most of the time. Like, we, yeah, I mean, she, throughout the run like she they they messed up the kitchen and we had like all kinds of like jars for her to break and stuff i um, mean you know, again back in the days when i was a little less unsafe than i am today <laughs> if anyone from the high school is listening i don't do those kind of things anymore now we're safe with glasses there we go. <laughs> but now you know we went to ikea and we bought these big pictures and like she would like just smash them on the stage and they just break and i was like yes it's awesome she's like a wild animal and like one night she like tried to smash it and it wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't break at all but uh you know those those things happen and we laugh about them <laughs> <laughs> and that so yeah and then did you do it was singing in the rain singing in the rain that would be the it. musical that yeah. happened after that yeah. and that's basically because i was like um i'm gonna try to prove myself mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know we we succeeded on various levels and there's some levels like if i could go back to sing in the rain i'd definitely fix but you came in and helped me a I little did. bit with the yeah. with filming the yeah. the talkie part on mm-hmm. that so that mm-hmm. was that was you know, loads of fun it, yeah <laughs> that was loads of fun because like like when they were doing the sword fight like for the for the scene i know like one guy almost got decapitated <laughs> and even though they were just using like blunt like yeah. <laughs> rapiers like yeah like like i remember like him just like thrusting right through the guy's wig <laughs> was oh, like man. and we're gonna take a break yeah that was, <laughs> and we'll come back that was intense yeah. but uh yeah i mean it's like one of those like things like i've got this big stage i've never had a big stage before because store sound summer theater mm-hmm. you know is the basement of a church yep. and the stage is small 32 feet by 16 feet unless you t- extend it to uh with creatively to 28 <laughs> does does dave call you to get those measurements like every uh, he time he does actually it's like i can't remember how we put the stage together yeah. dave we labeled them all next to each other <laughs> it's fun every year when we're like hey how much room do we have on stage out there and like let's go out and measure like wait didn't we just measure it last year what? like shouldn't oh. <laughs> we have written this down somewhere we, and that's the problem. We did. Write it down. <laughs> we did write it down. It's just, Somewhere. where is it? Yeah. <laughs> where is it? Somewhere. Like, computers, they can hold these things oh, in, like, yeah. files that say theater. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we just know it's coming, so we're yeah. get, we get ready for it. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, we're going to go measure, measure the stage. Uh, but so, yeah, I had this big stage, and I had, you know, some guys who could dance, um, which is rare. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. I had, you know, Ross Carmichael, who, you know, was a dance, like he took dance class. So I was like, God, this is, this is the opportunity. It's the only chance we're going to get, he's a senior, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. be out of here. Um, so, I mean, that would be a great time to do it. I'm not saying that I, you know, had cast him before mm-hmm. we started, but you always, I, there's a, always that a, a director is lying if he tells you he doesn't have somebody at least in mind. Right. Yeah. I like surprises. I like when somebody comes Absolutely. out and blows that dude out of the water. I love that. I love like, oh man, I got this this talent I didn't even know was there before. But you know, you've always got at least somebody because you don't you don't choose a show if, unless you know that there's somebody right, in there that can do it. Absolutely, like you don't do Fiddler if you don't think there's a Tevya because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. otherwise you're stuck with like a squeaky voice, fifteen oh, year old Tevya. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> luckily, knock on wood, I've not had a squeaky voice, fifteen year old Tevya yet. But <laughs> in the two times I've done it, is it, yeah, two times, yeah. Um, so yeah, singing in the rain. So, you know, that was great. And like really sort of like testing the waters of what like the crew and everything mm-hmm. could yeah. do. Cause like, you know, I get the tech director who'd been around for a while and it's like, you know, let's give you a challenge. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. give you this challenge of like, Joe, uh, go make it rain on stage and make it rain in such a way that we don't ruin the rotting floor that's already there. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause this is before we put a new floor down, yeah. uh, which is you know, that another, the other thing that like we worked hard enough that, Hey, we can put a new floor down. Right. Um, but before that, you know, people would just get, you know, Oh yeah. Scraped up on the oh, floor. Gosh. I know people had gotten gashes from the things that were out there on the floor. So like, yeah, let's, let's make it rain on stage. Let's try to, let's go into our first year, you know, supersized. Um, and I, I think we, we, we succeeded on, on many levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some, some levels where it's like, yeah, you know what? An older, wiser director would go back and, and change that but you, you can't beat yourself up about those kind no, of things yeah. you know art is never finished it's merely put away <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> it's merely it's merely come to the week of the show and you say well that's it i can't I mess with the, it anymore 
running out of time. It is what it is. It is what it is, unless there's something horribly, horribly wrong, right. and then you try to fix that. Uh, but otherwise, you know, you just and that's like that's one of those lessons that took me a good long while to to learn, like mm. where I could sit in the back and be like, well, this is this is where we're at, not, and then not be like angry because somebody you know totally fucked something up. <laughs> I had enough of those moments and I had enough of the anger and cursing backstage at a church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there, and the, that one, but like, so you do, uh, how many shows do you do at the high school? I do two shows at the high school a year. Um, I meant, sorry, I meant performances. Oh, performances. It really depends on the show. Okay. If it's really like sort of kid friendly, we'll do like an extra mat, like a, like oh, a musical. Right. Um, we'll do like an extra matinee on the Saturday. So it's usually Friday. Saturday night, Sunday matinee. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's kid-friendly, we'll do like an extra matinee Saturday just to, you know, right. give the kids an extra chance to do it because, you know, as many opportunities as they have to do it in front of an audience, Yeah, that's the kind of the shame are. about something, like doing something awesome like singing in the rain with that giant set or whatever, doing the ter- dealing with the turntable, yeah. like, oh, but we're only going to do it for two days. Yeah, we're uh, going to do it three times, yeah, and so uh, that's it. Uh, and then, you know, for your first year, like you don't really get a really big audience. Right, that's, yeah. And that's the shame is like, you know, trying to rebuild something that kind of went, you know, downhill. Because yeah. like, it's like, you know, if you lived in the area and Susquehanna Theater was like, you know, the, the big dog. Like, for a while. For yeah. a while. Like, well, you know. Uh, and then it kind of kind of seemed to go downhill a little bit. Like, you know, our, you know, people, we, we still haven't got to the point where we can fill an auditorium. Mm-hmm. But, well, to be fair, those auditoriums are giant. Well, yeah, it's like a thousand and one seats, thousand and one seats, which is the worst. Like, I was like, I, why, yeah. how is it a thousand and one? <laughs> They're leaving one for Jesus. I, maybe so. Maybe, maybe like, or you know, the Holy Spirit or whatever. <laughs> Felt oh, really it, blasphemous right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, where I was leading up to this was uh, the cursing in the back of the church because the church, when we do shows, we do anywhere from 10 to 14 performances over two weeks. Right, because you're talking like 150 to 200 seats-ish. Yeah, exactly. Not even, like, you know. And then they added in, like, risers in the back so yeah. people could see. So that took away some seats. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you're doing, like, 10, 12, 14. Depends on the show. Like, yeah. I think we went to 14 for Beauty and the Beast. I think we did, yeah, because Probably, because it was insane. Yeah. Um, oh, and the cool thing is, for most years, like, you know, you can fill most of those seats mm-hmm. after the first week. Like, yeah, it's, which is weird. Because we start on a Wednesday, so yeah. I think that's just awkward to try to get a full house on a Wednesday yeah. in the middle of the summer. <laughs> and it's like, I know your kid is in it, but I know you're going to come on Saturday. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but there's yeah, a lot so, more opportunity to, for failure over the course of the two weeks to, to be <laughs> angry and frustrated. There is a lot of opportunity to be angry and frustrated, and, you know, particularly... There had been a habit um, before I took over as director of the last night of the show would be the parody night. And they would kind of like mess with the show as much as they could without, well, I'd say without ruining the story, but sometimes they totally ruined it. They did one time ruin the entire story. (laughs) Um, That was. I, I don't have a VCR. I have Mm -hmm. the, I have the videotape and I'm trying to figure out how to to watch. If I have the courage to watch bye bye birdie the night, the night, the night that Hugo punched birdie or no, the the night that birdie punched punched Hugo. Hugo. Right. Right. So because Hugo is supposed to punch birdie at the end of act one. Yeah. And then they thought they were going to be cute and like birdie was going to punch Hugo. And I was like, you know, that kind of like, biffs the entire story yeah. going on like yeah. like you don't show that birdie is like this <laughs> man of clay like up to this point he's kind of been this mysterious figure and then you know a jerk yeah but you want to show that he's got like that weakness that this kid can beat him up and i was like oh man i and i i took hugo <laughs> outside and there was many crosswords said and i apologize for being that mean to josh so if he hears this. I, I it's apology. What ten years down the road? <laughs> yeah, well. But uh, but uh, yeah, it had me quite stirred up. Like, cause it who was is like, a pa- He's a criminologist, or yeah. I think criminologist is the right term. Uh, but p- he was quoted in an article that I read. About, is, is he right? Like writing a book? Yeah, I think he is. Like yeah. he's a, or he's, he's out a, already. If he's not a PhD, he's like a postdoc, and he's yeah. So I believe he's doctor. He's doctor. I think Cochran you're right. Now. I think he's doctor Cochran because we all had a good chuckle about the kid. Yeah, I know it's like, oh, this is this is the guy who like <laughs> we would put out on stage just to like get laughs by saying nothing. 
because he's so good at it. <coughs> he was, talk about charismatic performance. Like mm-hmm. Cinderella, he owned <laughs> the stage. He's he's one of those kids that like you know is going to give you like the greatest performance and the greatest laughs ever. But he is not going to do a thing about it until dress rehearsal week. Yeah, like you're like oh. Man, could you could I I don't know? Could you show me a little something of like what's gonna happen on stage? Because like <laughs> I am just not sure that you've got it. And then, like he'll like show up for dress rehearsal week, and it'll be like comic genius like yeah. everywhere. He would always do that, and it would just always scare me. I was like, uh, I, I mean, there's a reason that he's been <laughs> got that part because his audition was great. But it's like you know, and he's got like really great comic chops. Like, but then like you wouldn't like he would not reveal to you what like the master plan would be until the last week and he'll <laughs> always just kind of scare you that way that's so funny that's that's also really funny i mean every at some point everybody deals with the like growing older but at, and i moved around a lot as a kid so mm-hmm. it was super weird to me to be coming back every summer and seeing these kids and like actually and then then they're not kids and then i'm going to college with some of them and then <laughs> some of them have doctorates and it's, it's the level of continuity there is this kind of astonishing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I feel older every time Sorry. I think about like that first group. Oh, I know, right? Oh, like my you think gosh. about these guys, like, oh, they're out in you know L.A. and doing stuff, and like, oh, good lord, I'm so old, and what have I done with my life? I'm directing theater in a high school, <laughs> which is good because you're doing fun stuff like Thirty Nine Steps. The Thirty Nine Steps, yeah. How did you? Did, have you seen the show? Like, did you know the show before you picked it? I knew the show just sort of by like. YouTube clips mm-hmm. and sort of like by reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to, I mean, it's one of those things like where I had no money, but I really wanted to see it on Broadway oh, and I yeah. didn't get a chance to. Um, and I think now like not having seen it, I'm the better for it because mm-hmm. the jokes that we're doing for the most part are like coming out of my actors and myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, organic, we're not yeah. trying too hard to ape things we've seen before. There's some places where we're like, oh, I don't know what to do here. What could be funny? So we're like, oh, YouTube, let's see what other people have done. Um, yeah. You know, and just like teachers and artists, you know, stealing things. So <laughs> yep. I try Absolutely. not to steal wholesale, though, because <laughs> I've had that done to me in oh. certain shows. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a school in the area, and they did Once Upon a Mattress. And like from from the reports I got was that, you know, they did a lot of things that oh, wow. I had, like, put into that. Because I love Once Upon a Mattress. Yeah, yeah, I could do Once Upon a Mattress at the drop of a hat. And I've always got, like, some sort of idea for it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, they did this and they did this. And that's exactly what you did when you did it here. And I'm like, um, that doesn't wow. make me very happy. Oh, no. wow. So, so that, that is what that was. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. We, 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 we borrow freely. <laughs> I, I certainly in... The, the county and the theater yeah. around here. I'm certain, you know, if you're planning on doing a show, you're going to come see mine and see what I did to Absolutely. do it in my space. Um, particularly, like, we did Les Mis. Right. And I know all, like, any, like, anyone who hadn't done it yet, like, was, like, showing up to, like, okay, well, what are they doing here? Because I think to that point, it'd be, that show was fairly untouchable because yeah. the one school in the county that really has the money to do it mm. <laughs> had done it, and everyone was else like, uh, no. <laughs> it was like, that takes some money. But then when Susquehanna does it, we're gonna show up. Hey, let's see, let's see what they did. Let's see how they they did it. Did they have a turntable? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we, we built a turntable, um, which is super cool. It was pretty cool. And then we just we beat the turntable to death. Oh yeah. And we put the turntable up on top of the Beast's castle for beating the Beast, so that the uh, West Wing turned. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I I I mean, we talk about this every year in the context of of summer theater like picking shows mm-hmm. within the constraints is really hard because it has to be friendly friendly and sometimes we haven't succeed we've been we've skated on the idea of what we remember about <laughs> it as being family friendly because big the musical a is not very good and b turns out not super church friendly no not at all um, um <laughs> big yeah that was ooh, ooh. uh but 39 steps is i i it's just i'm surprised that it doesn't happen more often in high schools because it's perfect i think i mean you know it's a new show for the most part it's only been out a couple years that's for, true for yeah. amateur licensing um but then like a lot of people are really expecting it to be for people even oh, though like yeah. in the preface to the to the book at least the version i have mm-hmm. i think there's other versions that don't have the preface from the author who says if you want to make it an, into an epic thing well, make it into an epic thing have 30 people all yeah. doing different things you know he's like it doesn't ruin the jokes that much there's only mm-hmm. like 
two places in the entire script where you have to have them sort of switching in and out of character yeah, right the, on stage. The hats, yeah, yeah. Like, otherwise, they've walked off stage and they've changed character and come back. Right. So, like, and that's, like, just during the train scene. Like, the train <laughs> scene <laughs> Which is where, awesome. like, the, the salesman goes to, he's a salesman, he's a police constable, and then he's a, uh, and he's the porter. So, yeah. And then the other, one, the other one is the sales, the other salesman, and then he's, like, the newspaper seller. And so, like, they're just switching hats back and forth. <laughs> and, like, you know. I, I kept it that way, like, like let them go ahead and keep that. I don't know if people are going to be like, well, why did they do that when they have all these other actors around? But I hope I, they're too busy laughing at that section because it <laughs> is so good. Well, that yeah, and then, uh, you know, we, we added, like, a little bit of a surprise in there because, you know, it is a train station and it is in, you know, the U.K., so, of course, we're going to have a certain wizard walk past <laughs> <laughs> on his way to... <laughs> The train. There you go. There you go. There we go. So we're like, because, you know, we're, not, we're doing it here at the school, but we're also doing it at the uh, Pennsylvania Thespian Festival at uh, Central York High School. So that's, that's their, big, their big moment to be in front of like a thousand of their peers yeah. from all over the state. And so, okay, well, we sat down and we're like, what are some jokes that we can put in there that are just going to be, you know, yeah. crazy for, you know, these yeah. teenagers, you know. So I let them get away with some of their pop culture moments. Um, so, you know, when... Uh, it used to be our stock and trade, too. It used to be our stock and trade. We used to just kill the pop culture all over the place. And then it was like, you know what? This isn't... When you go back to watch this 10 years ago, 10 years from now, it's going to be like, well, why did we do this? It doesn't register as much. Why did we make a rock reference? Like, <laughs> what? Like, it's like, I'm certain, you know, I mean, he's now a major Hollywood superstar. Yeah, so that one work. sort of worked out worked. a little bit for us, but... There was a time when he went away for a while. Though, there like, was a time when mm. Dwayne Johnson was just not, you know, the man that we thought he was going to be pop culturally. It's <laughs> so like, yeah. Um, so, you know, and then like 39 steps as far as like, I don't know, where was I at? Uh, I was just, I was marveling at how little it's done considering how perfect yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, I, school, not, yeah. I mean. Because it's funny, it's family friendly, and the jokes are I mean, there's a lot of like. It's mostly family friendly. Yeah. I mean, there's some oh, things. Oh yeah, that, yeah, right. Well. I, and, you know, like he almost has an affair. I mean, no, if, yeah. that, if that's a, if that's a problem for you, right. almost. Like he kisses her. That's about it. Right. Um, and then married, so you know the the salesman on the train. You know the worst they they pull out a bra. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, I'd say it's it's a it's a definite PG. Right, <laughs> uh, right, right. And you know, and here at the school, I can kind of get away with a PG. Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't be able to do it at the church, but. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it is—it is kind of surprising that not a lot of people picked up on it. But it, I think too, maybe it's—you know—a lot of te a lot of teachers, English teachers or music teachers, whoever does—you know—does yeah. your theater in your school. It might just not be something that they—they they know. Right. It's not on yeah. their radar at all. Yeah. I've—I've I've noticed that there's a lot of teachers who may not be up on like every show in the world, or like they yeah. know—they know what they like. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there's some theaters that, like, if you're not doing a show in Victorian dress, you're certainly not working for that director. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, because, like, you know, they're always sort of pounding out, like, Victorian or 1920s or something like that. Um, and I try my best to sort of, like, give us a mixture of things around here. Yeah. Um, although it tends that we've sort of been in the late Edwardian, late Edwardian <laughs> funk lately. 1930s is the most we've we've moved up. Well, no, we had 50s for, for Bye Bye Birdie last yeah, year. Yeah, So we've done Peter Pan and then Birdie, mm -hmm. and now we're back to the 30s, and then we'll move back to late Edwardian. Mm -hmm. The next the next musical. We'll have to we'll have to we'll have to talk again after you do that show because <laughs> it's going to be an experience, and I'm looking forward. Oh uh, right? yeah, and it's great that we have like that experience is going to be in common because you're going to be in here. You know, oh yeah, I'm being my little tech nerd. Cleared my schedule for it. I'm super excited about it. I I haven't been able to say that or do that while I was on staff at theaters mm -hmm. for a while, but now I'm like, nope, this is the project. This and is this is what I want. This to is do. what we're working on. And this I'm is why I'm freelancing so I can do this, which is going to be super cool. Well, you could, you could we can mention it too because we have the license. Oh, so you have the license. We are now. official officially going to be doing Mary Poppins in the spring. So. I know, right? It's like... You're getting ZFX too, right? We're getting ZFX. Um, we got the contract in... Uh, we just got the contract from them. Um, so, Mary's, so cool. Mary's going to go up and down, and we're still fundraising to you know get the rest of the money we need for Bert to go up and around. So, mm -hmm. if you know the show, you know Bert goes up and around. So that's going to be a big moment. Um, 
but yeah, we really, we really sort of waited till the wire, <laughs> you know, like the last possible minute. Like, okay, we want to do Mary Poppins. We know sort of that it's going to be out this year. We're going to guess that it's going to be out this year. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because, like, MTI won't give you, like, oh, like yeah. if you call them up, they'll be like, uh, it's supposed to be released this year. <laughs> Although they probably know close to when it's going to come out. And we got a lot more information from ZFX about it, the release date than we did from MTI because they're like, yeah, we're pretty sure it's going to be out in October. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they, they know a lot of people who are, who are, are about to do that show. Right, because, so. like, you know... I know, like you could look at you go to the MTI and it says upcoming shows and it's just full, like mm-hmm. you know, even two years out because yeah. you know because everyone's gonna want to hit this quick, pretty hard, yeah. Particularly you know high schools yeah. and you know the community theaters that can do it, um, you know, because it's it's a money maker. Yeah. You, you pretty much guarantee yourself, you know, that you're gonna make a little bit of bank off of it, mm-hmm. and that's always good, especially when you want to buy new things for your theater, which you always have to. Which you always got to buy something new. I mean, we're to the point where we probably need to buy many, many things. We've Dimmer done a, racks. What's that? Dimmer racks. Dimmer racks, yes. I, it's because you've come in here and looked at our yes, <laughs> dimmer racks. Yes, your AMX-controlled system, which for your theater nerds is going to appall you. But uh, the rest of you don't know what I just said, so it's cool. That's great. So, I mean, and I don't know what you're talking about either, so that's <laughs> okay. always good. Well, that but. seems like uh, not a good place to end it, but uh, we, we've... That we're at our hour. So. Hour, awesome. Uh, I, I I think that went really well. I think so too. I think I was less boring than I thought yeah, I was going I, to I be. I knew you. See, I knew I put a microphone in front of you, and we we, we get to bring out the showman in yeah. me. Like good story. <laughs> Unlike when I'm the director and I sign a stand in the corner and I just let everybody go past me. Dude, it's fun. Thank you so oh, much. Hey, no problem. It was awesome to do. I can't. And we're definitely going to do it again after Mary Poppins. Fair enough. Oh, some stories are going to come there out. There's going to be one. some Mary Poppins stories. <laughs> All right, let's make some 39 step stories. <laughs>